0: Building Trust in Government is a monthly podcast sponsored by MITRE and its Center for Data-Driven Policy, informing national policy with objective, nonpartisan insights.
1: Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the podcast series, Building Trust in Government, a conversation about how leaders in government, industry, academia, and nonprofits can work together to create outcomes through policy and partnerships. I'm Jim Cook, MITRE Vice President for Strategic Engagement and Partnerships and the Executive Chair for MITRE's Center for Data-Driven Policy. Today's conversation is gonna focus on how we build trust through the customer's experience with government. My guests today are two leading experts on this topic, Martha Doris and Ken Corbin. Martha's the founder of Doris Consulting International and host of the podcast, Customer Experience Tipping Point. She was also formerly led the Office of Citizen Services at the General Services Administration and has 30 years of government and private sector experience. Thanks for joining us today, Martha.
2: Thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be here.
1: And also joining us today is Ken Corbin. Ken is the Chief Taxpayer Experience Officer at the Internal Revenue Service, and over his 30-year career at IRS, he's held a variety of roles providing services to the public at multiple levels. Ken, thanks again for being with us.
0: Thank you, Jim. I'm excited to be here, especially uh, with my colleague, Martha. So thank you for having us.
1: So let's jump right in. Between the administration and Congress, there's been a lot of policy and legislation that's been really targeted at at this issue of improving the customer experience with government. From your perspective, what is the essential parts of this policy framework that's been established and the direction that it sets for agencies to focus on? Martha, let's start with you.
2: Well, thank you. Um, First, I I just want to say it's really nice to be here, and it's really nice to be in the same conversation with um, Ken Corbin. So I have lots of respect for him and the work he does at the IRS. So thank you. Um, I I think it's been a a, a big deal over the last couple of years for the policy and legislation that's been, um, you know, released and enacted um, to help set the priority and the vision for the government in in improving the services that they deliver to the public. So first point is how important this is to, you know, delivering on the mission of government. And we can start with Section 280 of OMB Circular A11, which really um, allows the the government to set some budget guidance um, in the preparation of their budget formulation each year. And one of the important things of that is it extends beyond administration. So sustainability is something I know we wanna kind of hit on today and and OMB Circular A11 helps us to make sure that it is um, addressed between one administration uh, and another. And then of course we have the president's management agenda which really sets the vision and the roadmap for where we're going as a a government. And the importance of that really is around enabling or um, getting your political um, officials and your career officials to work together towards a common vision that is established by that administration. And it sometimes in past administrations we've had, you know, career people working on on improving services, but the political um, focus wasn't around customer experience or improving services. So there's lots of pieces of that that I, you know, we can talk about. Um, Then you've got an executive order on transforming customer experience and service delivery to rebuild trust in government, which relates back to your initial opening of, um, you know, building trust in government. And we know that when the public interacts with government and they have a good experience, they're more likely to trust government. And I think all of these really set the stage for, you know, focusing on high impact services, focusing on bringing the design into the process, um, remembering that we have a large population that we need to serve and and highlighting the needs of everybody, including our underserved populations. And, And then we have 21st century idea, which is the Integrated Digital Experience Act, which really um, highlights the need to modernize government websites, including electronic signatures and digitizing forms. And I'll I'll stop there because I probably could take all of our time going through those.
1: It, it is definitely a lot. And so Ken, from your perspective and an agency level, you're the chief experience officer at the Internal Revenue Service, a role that you've taken on, I believe since 2021. So how have these policies helped guide you in this new role as you've implemented these responsibilities at your agency level?
0: So uh, again, I want to say thank you for having me here today. I love, love, love uh, being here with you and, of course, being with with Martha as well. And I think, you know, a government by the people and for the people, it's so critically important that all Americans receive a lifetime of supportive experiences uh, with their government. So for us here, kind of tying that all together, it really comes down to having that trust, that support, and that execution to be able to make sure that we are are delivering on all the things that the public is looking for. And so for for me, uh, being the taxpayer experience officer for the agency, we're on the forefront of all of those things. And so the executive order, for example, uh, gave us a commitment Uh, to expand things like uh, customer callback, the ability to save those who interact with us time uh, when they call the IRS. And that's just one service channel, right? Providing for them that opportunity to get a callback so that um, that time is saved with taxpayers. And in FY 2021, We saved about 1.6 million hours in taxpayers on hold time. So that is a relatable experience that taxpayers can actually feel, and I think you know being able to build and weave in some of the uh, things that Martha talked about, the idea act with the IRS, the, tax, the IRS strategy and the treasury strategy, making these things real and effective for those who interact with us is so important to uh, that overall feel and experience that people have with government. So I really see us and uh, my role here in taxpayer experience, making sure that the policies, these life experiences come to life that people can feel it and build that trust in government when they interact with us.
1: So these policies and these legislative actions that have taken place, they weren't all done at the same time. Marth did a nice job of kind of weaving them together, and you do a great job of weaving them together in your day-to-day work. But as we look to the future, there's additional efforts underway the Federal Agency Customer Experience Act and the Trust and Public Service Act. So as we put more policy and legislative language or legislative action into the mix, how do we make sure that we're focusing on the right things, that this doesn't become confusing as you try to implement? How do we clarify and simplify when we look at the things that are really needed in order for uh, you and your roles to uh, you and your role certainly can to deliver that customer experience? What would you really recommend we look or focus on going forward?
0: So I think we should focus in on the voice of the stakeholders, right? So there are a lot of ways either through uh, uh, Circular 280 or through other mechanisms to make sure that we are listening to the pulse of those who we serve. Because you get trust in government by making sure you're asking the right questions and surveying those deliveries as you build the different service channels. So number one, I think listening in to the taxpayer, listening in to the citizen to make sure, are we delivering what they want in the underserved communities? Are we providing choice and access to them? And so listening is the number one thing. The second thing I think is making sure that we have meaningful measures, right, that the output for what we're delivering is measured in either a quantifiable way or in a way that resonates with those that appropriate the money, the policymakers, and again, the taxpayers to make sure that they feel and know that we have good measures in
1: place to make sure that we are delivering what's needed. Martha, how about from your perspective, what are some of the key things that you'd recommend really be the focus of this these future policies or legislative actions?
2: Well, when you, when you think about customer experience as a whole, I mean, it includes governance and how you make decisions that prioritize your customer. What is your strategy like? Which kudos to the, to the IRS and their um, taxpayer experience strategy. Understanding your customers and voice of the customer, as, as Ken mentioned, measurement, as he mentioned, designing with the customers included, culture, data. And then we've got the technology piece of it. So when you try to, it's it's not an easy thing, right? To figure out customer experience touches every single person in an organization, whether it's you know a person that's doing an internal service, employees or customers. So how do you think about the levers that you can pull? And when I think about it, I think about how do you... Um, how do you give it a priority? Like when I think about customer experience, first of all, it has to be a priority within an administration, within an agency and an agency head to be able to drive it down. So how do, you, how do you create that? Is that a national chief customer experience officer and then agency chief customer experience officers? And then how do you share those best practices across those agencies? So is there a council that needs to be created that brings together all of those um, chief customer experience officers. That's not a widely held, um, aggr- agreement on that. Now it, I, I just believe that in order to actually bring that focus, everybody else has a, 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 their plate full, right? CIOs have their plate full, uh, you know? So I, I believe there does need to be a position, an organization that is really focused on bringing all that together. And then that they can actually, um, there's lots of roles and responsibilities as Ken knows um, with that. And I agree with measurement after you make, make CX a priority, then you have to understand your customers because every program is different. Person dealing with IRS has different expectations than the person who's dealing with the national park service or with CMS setting up an appointment or trying to get your benefits. I mean, things are different things are important. So if you give the the authority to the chief customer officers. And then the last thing is holding people's feet to the fire, basically. I think there needs to be some oversight, some measurement at a government-wide level, some name and shame. Otherwise, you're not going to get people to pay attention to it. And that gives these chief customer officers like some air cover to be able to get the resources that they need to actually improve these services and make the service levels transparent. So it's, 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 it's a multi-pronged kind of approach.
1: That's great. Well, I want to follow up on a few of those points, but right now uh, we're going to take a quick break. So I'm Jim Cook, and you're listening to Building Trust in Government. And when we come back, we're going to talk a bit more about building and sustaining the customer experience vision.
2: Policymakers are faced with turning workable ideas into actionable policies. MITRE's Center for Data-Driven Policy delivers objective, evidence-based, nonpartisan insights to government policymaking. We work in the public interest and serve as a bridge across government, industry, and academia. MITRE applies a whole-of-nation approach to our biggest challenges in national security, science and technology, cyber and domestic policy. At MITRE, our mission is solving problems for a safer world. Discover how at mitre.org slash
1: We're back now on Building Trust in Government. I'm Jim Cook with MITRE Center for Data-Driven Policy, and I'm here today with Martha Doris of Doris Consulting and Ken Corbin from the Internal Revenue Service. Before the break, we were talking about policy enablers to help agencies build trust from the public through the customer experience. Ken, let's talk a little bit more about your role because we talked at the end about some of the structure and some of the various roles. In your role, how do you interact with your peers that deliver across the agency, and what authorities and accountabilities do you have, or do you think you need to be successful?
0: I love that question, and so you know, there's a strong uh, cadre of, of customer experience strategists and leaders uh, around government, and we are one of a list of about 30 agencies uh, that are called High Impact Service Providers or HISP, uh, which means we are providing uh, direct services to uh, Americans. And we rely on each other. Uh, We work together. We uh, check in with each other to see how things are going. The good thing about having these connections is that a lot of the challenges that we face in one agency are either challenges that have been solved by another agency. And so that allows us to connect and be able to um, share best practices. I think between all of our peers that we have, you know, we value things like inclusion, uh, transparency, accountability, integrity, openness and collaboration. And I think that's what helps us kind of pull it all together. I think some of the tools that would be helpful for us, uh, as we kind of connect with each other some of those opportunities we find are around data sharing. Uh, And I think that's an important piece to making ease of government right making sure that we're able to share data in a secure way, uh, so that we don't have to ask our Uh, American citizens for information that government may already have. So I think that's an important piece around uh, what we're finding in our community of practice as we work together. Um, I also think some of the accountabilities come from uh, some of those legislative pieces that are putting that framework together to make sure that we have a seat at the table of the policy. Uh, deciders and decision makers to make sure that we are in the room, as I like to say, uh, as they think about new technologies, new things that are being delivered, uh, new services that are being provided. Having that human-centered design uh, is really important for that accountability piece. And so human-centered design simply means that we think about the journey uh, of those who need those services and benefits as we think of solutions, either technology solutions or, or solutions that don't involve technology uh, to make sure that we have those measures and, piece and pieces in place.
1: So you've both talked a bit about accountability. You've talked about listening to the stakeholder. You've talked about measures and metrics. Um, since a lot of this is mindset and behavior, measures matter. So as you think about some of the things that you measure or think should be measured and codified in either legislation or policy, what are some of the key things that you think we should be focusing on from a measurement standpoint? Martha?
2: So so I don't think we're doing a bad job on um, uh, the, like the A11 uh, framework that they've created around measuring trust and go- trust. See, so I think the trust um, piece is good. I think overall satisfaction is good and then and then they're actually um, measuring you know the simplicity or ease of use um the the empathy or um helpfulness of agents like on the on the telephone the speed or timeliness with with which you get service and then the equity and transparency and that's really around do you know you're not always going to get a decision that you agree with, but are they transparent in the way that they they process and that the reasoning by which they make a decision? So I don't think that's a bad thing at a higher level. I think agencies, I think there's a whole structure. You have to figure out what matters to your customers and really measure at a program level what matters to your customers um, as, as well.
1: Ken, how about you from a measure standpoint, especially after what you've learned over the last couple of years in your role?
0: So I do, I agree with Martha. I think you know, trust is the foundational piece of being able to measure an experience um, with, uh, with a customer. Um, you know, how they choose to access or, or come in to work with federal government is important. So I think measures around uh, the level of access to services is important to uh, what our citizens are looking for. So that could be uh, things such as here at the IRS, we have uh, an enterprise self assistance participation rate. Uh, And so what does all that mean? Uh, It basically means, you know, what tools are accessible where taxpayers are able to come in and get the answers they need? I also think that when you think about diversity and inclusion, you know, we need to look at things that create an inclusive government. So we need to have measures around things such as languages and where those languages and services are available. Uh, and to make sure that uh, taxpayers, whether they call, walk in or write uh, the federal government, that they have that ability to choose and access information that's relatable to them. This gets back to that human centered design, right? Thinking through the journey and the experiences from where people live and where they sit and what their knowledge level is so that they can have that piece to come in. Uh, but Martha, any thoughts that you might have on that as well?
2: Well, I was as you were as you were talking, it made me think of, um, I know at Amazon they they ask, Did we, did this satisfy your needs or did we answer your question or did we complete your, you know, solve your problem basically? And I think that's really a good one because even like when you're talking about the languages, if it's not in your language and and you can't complete your transaction because it's not in the right language, I think that that actually could help you um, in in that um, area. I also think, and you may, this may connect with your access, which is awareness, Right. So I know when you start a new program in the government, in, in order for people to actually take up the services, they actually need to know it's there. Right. And so creating that awareness, I think, is, is something that um, that we we need to think about or programs need to think about in the evolution. Right. When they they first start versus kind of operational and, and where they are and then the, the actual benefits and the results of it.
1: You've both also used a word that I think is probably fairly intentional, and it helps to make the distinction distinction that I still hear people get confused over between customer experience and customer service. You've talked about giving taxpayers the answers that they need, as you said, Martha. It may not always be the answer they want, but you're transparent about how you got there, and so I like the the, the fact that you're both kind of focusing on how to measure that. I think that's critical going forward. So. Last question for the two of you. Um, We've talked a lot about legislation and policy that's kind of focused on the tenants of customer experience. But there's also a lot of ancillary resources that support all of this. And there's legislative and policy actions taking place there too, whether it's workforce um, uh, issues or performance management or even IT. So as policymakers and Congress continues to look at policy activities in those areas, what are some of the key things that you think would be beneficial from an overall trust and customer experience standpoint in terms of workforce, performance management, and IT that they ought to keep in mind to make sure that those, those policies are enabling what you're trying to do? Martha, how about if we start with you?
2: Um, well, I think you know the things that we talked about before around a governance structure and giving authority to chief customer officers, there's a lot of pieces and roles and responsibilities that can be included under that, which... I won't go into, I think making service levels transparent to the public would go a long way towards um, moving the needle. I think some oversight in in a report card kind of way uh, around customer experience. And then I I really believe we need an organization that actually focuses on customer experience, sharing of best practices, bringing together the network. OMB is doing some of that. We used to do that at GSA. Now they're more really more focused on the technology and the user experience side of things, but there's a lot of components of that. So I think that that could be included.
1: Okay, Ken, any thoughts on that as well? Final thoughts? Final thoughts I would have
0: is, you know, I think as policy uh, evolves and as uh, legislators think through experience, you know, I hope that they take into consideration, number one, investing in federal government. It's going to take a multi-year investment uh, to make sure that the government functions in a way that really addresses the experience of those that we serve. I mean, let's be honest, when we think about government, a lot of our, of our, of our citizens compare us to their experiences in private sector. And for us to be compared to private sector experiences, you have to be competitive, you have to have that investment, and you have to be aggressive in developing those technologies to make sure that people look at us as the best service that they receive throughout their life.
1: Great. Thank you. Great, great comment to end on. So I'd like to thank our guests today Ken Corbin from the Internal Revenue Service and Martha Doris, Doris Consulting International for joining us to talk about building trust in government through the customer experience. I also invite our listeners to join us each month. We have upcoming episodes focusing on the federal workforce and the national defense strategy. I'm Jim Cook and you're listening to Building Trust in Government, brought to you by MITRE Center for Data-Driven Policy on Federal News Network.
0: Building Trust in Government is sponsored by MITRE and its Center for Data-Driven Policy, bringing evidence-based insights to government policymaking. Discover more at MITRE.org slash